Hi, this is Butch Patrick, and you're listening to Jim and Mike Talk Music. Guys. You're in the car. <laughs> well, no, I'm going. I'm going back. I had a I miscalculation, so I will be back in my living room in about thirty seconds. Okay, sounds great. Okay, drive safe. Let's see. Let's see. Give me a second here. I'll be right with you. Sorry about that. Home on wheels. The home yeah, on wheels. Oh wow! You're an Airstream driver. Everybody loves Airstreams. Yeah. If you haven't heard the song, you gotta you gotta search Airstream Driver. I think it's by Gomez. All right. Is it Gomez? Got it. Where we go? Boom. Yeah. So so where are you? I'm like in where... Arkansas. Uh, Conway. Let me close this. I think you froze up Work? a little bit. There, oh, there you, you go. go. <laughs> we good? So welcome to Jim and Mike Talk Music. We've got with us today Butch Patrick. I'm sure most people know Butch was Eddie. On the Monsters TV show. Yeah, so the younger version uh, of Butch Patrick, people would probably recognize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm Jim, and... This is Mike. Mike. Good to meet you virtually. And I've met you, Butch, a couple times, of course. Various Yeah, you look kind of familiar. (laughs) So let's start off by talking about the new Monsters movie. The Rob Zombie film comes out September 27th on Netflix, also on, uh, I think, Blu-ray. But Butch, you have a cameo in the film and something well, I, from yeah i'm doing some voiceover work in it as a character so, so yeah, i do uh, it's not really a true cameo but it is a voiceover mm-hmm. segment so yeah it, it sits in there and it's a familiar character somewhat tin can man uh which was an episode tin can man of the was monsters actually, yes and it, and it was a uh, a science project uh one of the storylines was Eddie in a science fair builds grandpa builds him a tin can man and Rob has used multiple characters and added a few of his own to the um, to the movie which uh, makes it uh, even more interesting so yeah some of the original ones are used and then he's also brought in some that uh, like his Igor is not the bat that would that would be flying around mm-hmm. grandpa's uh, laboratory he actually has a, a person called Igor Oh, okay. <laughs> or Igor. <laughs> That's good to build on uh, what you had back then and add in some more. Yeah, awesome. Now, have you known Rob Zombie a long time? I know he's a huge Monsters fan, of of course, making the movie. And I met everything. Rob about 15 years ago, briefly, at a concert. And uh, I think he was playing in Philadelphia. And we ran down to do a introduction, which was great. And, you know, I had my Rob Zombie shirt on and he had his Eddie mm-hmm. Munster shirt on. So <laughs> there was... Uh, synergy there yeah. the fact that he is a big monsters fan and then back in december of 19 we were brought in to do commentary for the new monster go home blu-ray that came out on the shot so that gave us a few hours to spend in the booth uh, watching the movie and bantering and chatting back and forth and that's kind of where we really sort of sort of friendship and then uh obviously i've seen him um on the road and i've also uh, went into the studio to do my voiceover work mm-hmm. yeah you just good. you just went to a concert recently to see Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw I saw him in uh, outside of uh, Indianapolis uh, about two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay, that's very cool. 
And you were there with Daniel Roebuck, who plays grandpa. Yeah, it was there yeah. with Daniel Roebuck, and uh, we had a nice time. Like my girlfriend flew in for the show, so that was fun. We were at Days of the Dead convention. It was a big weekend, and mm-hmm. Sherry was there. Sherry Moon, who, who I love, mm-hmm. was there as well. So it was uh, it was a very nice <laughs> evening. Daniel Roebuck, let's see. Uh, I live in Bethlehem, uh, PA, Lehigh Valley, and uh, is it he's the one that's from? Yeah, there? he's from that area. Yeah, so yep. that's interesting. Yeah, I ran it into him know, a couple months ago at the PA HorrorCon, which you're going to be at. But he wasn't he, there. He officially. wasn't there as a yeah. guest. Yeah, he was walking around. Yeah, yeah Roman the street. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there just to clarify. I'll, I'll be there Saturday only. So yeah, in case yeah. any any listeners are coming out. Okay, mm-hmm. very cool. Have you seen the the Monsters movie in its entirety? Was nope. there no? Okay, I know you have a lot invested in the monsters, the characters. Uh, but what is your feeling on the movie? I think it's going to be a fun yeah, movie. Yeah, I think it'll be entertaining. Uh, I think if everybody would leave their attitudes and mm-hmm. preconceived whatever's at the door and just walk in to be uh, entertained, I think it'd be uh, very entertaining for everybody. But, you know, it seems a lot of people just have, the society has developed the mm-hmm. situation where a lot of people... Um, and, you know, and the world's in a weird place anyway. Yeah, right. But Very to true. add on to that, a lot of people just seem to find them, um, I don't know, in, in bashing people and before, mm-hmm. beforehand, before even uh, they, they have preconceived, um, you know, opinions that uh, that don't that I I don't believe are unwarranted and I think they'll be disproved and I believe it'll be very entertaining and I think it's great. I think he's the right guy for the job. I think the cast is wonderful and I think it's going to be just from what, I, from what I've seen. I find it very entertaining and uh, and cool. Yeah, leave the negativity away from it and just start with a, yeah. a neutral opinion and be entertained. Yeah, I don't Yeah. Like how you can uh, look at a two minute trailer and already know what the movie is going to be like. I mean, <laughs> right. But I see. Yeah, it was funny. I was I was doing an, a show recently with Danny. Danny and uh, the the subject came up about the original, which is always fine. That the original was done in 1964, and w- the world was a different place, and black and white, and it was mm-hmm. done on film, and it, it it's it was perfect for that genre at that time, which is great. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it survived this long is a you know is is, is sort of a badge of honor, and it, that it's attributed to how good it was. But at the same time, this is to 2022. It's a different set of situations and circumstances and different technology. And it's a different, mm-hmm. it's a different deal. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be a, it's not a copycat situation. It's a mm-hmm. inspired 2022 version of a classic show that, you know, will hopefully entertain new people that haven't uh, seen the old one who have and will appreciate it for just being a different, you know, a, apples and oranges type of thing. Yeah, right, right. It's a whole generation or two later that can, that can take it in. And yeah. uh, maybe not uh, have seen expect, the original. Yeah, taste change, people change, and people expect it. And and you have to make you know you have to make something that will entertain people of of today's you know world, and that's what's done while still keeping the storylines and the and the and the and the campiness and and the fun part of it is still there. But you have to make something that will be. Um, plausible and, and acceptable by today's viewing audience. Right. Like with Tin Can Man. I mean, that that's the, the humor is that it was a science project so long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the part of the humor right on that piece there. Yeah. Pretend that pretend like you have, look at it this way. You have to entertain people that have never say never seen the original. And you're just yeah. mm-hmm. you're, you're just oh, yeah. you've never heard of the monster. You don't know anything about them. And you're just going to flip the channel on and you're going to watch, you know, you're going to watch a movie. Will mm-hmm. you be entertained? 
entertain having any preconceived conditions and, and, and uh, ideas about it. And that's basically what he's trying to do is just to entertain people with a wonderful slub story, but people and, you know, Herman and Lily and grandpa, pre-Eddie, pre-Marilyn, pre-moving, you know, mm-hmm. over the house. They buy, they buy the house in the movie. So the thing is, it's cool it's sure mm-hmm. to entertain people had you never, ever heard of the Munsters. No, I think I think it's going to be good. I'm I'm looking forward to the next one already <laughs> to see when Eddie well, comes in. To... Yeah, he's left the door open for that. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, good. The Monsters TV show was from '64 to '66, two seasons. What are your favorite episodes? Whether it's just watching them again or when you film them like special yeah like, a good feeling any, yeah, like uh, you know that memory, memories memories yeah. that stand out yeah. as far as a, a certain episode well there's a lot of them actually there's really yeah, there's yeah. quite a few good episodes obviously i'm i kind of lean towards the ones that i'm in mm-hmm. with the storyline of eddie doing something because there was a lot of the father and son dynamics there where i would volunteer herman to do things that he would want to disappoint me and being the mm-hmm. good father he was so i mean one comes to mind is Zombo, which was uh, funny because of the nature of me watching a TV horror host thinking he's a real guy uh-huh. and Herman being jealous of him. Um, <laughs> made, that was kind of fun. Uh, the uh, Because I'm a car guy and the George Barris vehicles produced the Dragula and Hot Rod Herman, that was a great one because not only did we get a cool, extra cool car, but we also shot it at the Lions Drag Strip, the famous legendary Lions Drag Strip which was near my house. So it was, for me, it was uh, not only cool to do an outdoor shoot at Lions, but I didn't have to drive all the way to Universal, turn all the way around to come back. It was kind of a, knocked a couple hours off my trip every morning. <laughs> yeah. And then also one of my favorites for me was Eddie's nickname with third um, situation, because it just looks so darn funny. I seen a young kid with that full beard and uh, the Dr. Dudley <laughs> scene with Paul Lynn. Uh, and it's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen with him peeking out into the waiting room and me sitting there with a paper bag over my head and him wondering what, what horrendous <laughs> head be under that must be under that bag. Yeah. For what, what's underneath be, there for, for Herman to be dragging him down the street with his head covered. <laughs> There's a lot of other good ones. Those three come to mind. Yeah. It sounds like it, you know, during the filming, it sounds like uh, you had a, a good time for you at that age, uh, you know, to be well, a yeah, filming I there. Did. Yeah. I did. I had a real good time. Over the years, there's been a ton of collectibles, monsters, but one one odd one. Jim has a special one here for our viewers. He's, this, hold, he's holding up the LP uh, cover this album, for you. Which, been reissued. Uh, the newest teen age singing group, but none of none of the cast were on this album. No, this was uh, this was into the marketing department. Uh, mm-hmm. And NBC, you know, NBC Universal, they were, the Munsters was a very heavily merchandise show, very successful, very valuable stuff, uh, especially the original 64 stuff. But uh, the new reissues of those albums, I believe that album is probably blue, if I remember yeah, correctly. Inside. No, this I is, know. I love, I collect, I, I collect vinyl and I love color, splatter. Look at this what one. What color is that one? Is orange with oh, oh, okay. You got the splatter. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah that, that, those reissues. Well, that's a reissue. That's not original. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. a reissue. Okay. That's brand. So, yeah, brand. I, I see a lot of those come across my table. And it just gives you an idea. Um, we didn't miss a trick in the show. It was it was well produced. It was well marketed. The music was top notch. I've heard probably dozens of variations of it from the Boston Pops to the London Philharmonic to Brian Setzer opens up mm-hmm. his Christmas show with to fallout boy <laughs> yeah. used it as a riff a few years ago yeah. um it's 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 not uncommon to hear almost any garage band to major 
major, you know, uh, professional band be able to utilize the Munsters theme. It's part of American culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very catchy riff. And it was it, like a sur- surf music kind of feel to bit. it, like like this album. This this album's really good, you know, as far as musically. It was a band called the Go Go's, which is not the yeah. girl group, not girl the Aegis girl group. Yeah, yeah, it was three guys, yeah. and I read that Glenn Campbell and Leon Russell are also on this album, mm-hmm. The Monsters. Wow, album. they brought in some wrecking crew and Leon <laughs> yeah. Russell. That's pretty. That's pretty serious talent there. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And a lot of, you know, it's surprising to some people, uh, and I have I have an idea on this, but, uh, you know, it's a lot, it feels like it's a surf music, a surf feel. Uh, and I think that's what was uh, popular in the time, isn't that right? In the mid-60s, the uh, the surf music, uh, you know, that style, you know, why, you know, the question would be, mm-hmm. why is it sounding like surf music? So that was uh, popular at the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So a lot of kids have great memories, but you probably have better memories because of the TV shows you were in, including mm-hmm. the monsters, but one in particular in December, 1967 or so you were 14 years old and you were on the episode, an episode of the monkeys. It was a Christmas show. And I wanted to ask you at 14, were you, were you in the music? Did you, you probably knew who the monkeys were? I think everybody did. Oh yeah. It was what a huge that? Uh, week for me. Uh, I mm-hmm. knew who they were obviously. And, uh, I wanted very much, normally I would go on an interview and I, I really didn't have a whole lot of whether I got it or whether I didn't, it was life goes on. It was one of those things. And, and uh, I mean, I did my best, but, but I was aware that, you know, you don't get them all, but this particular one, I lobbied really hard to get that part. So when I got it, I was very happy because I was going to spend a week with the monkeys. And that was, that yeah. was a really cool thing. <laughs> and it was also, it turned out to be a very good show. I, in, in, in the production value of it, I love the way they sang it the end uh rio chu acapella you know holding the candles at, at, as a holiday statement and then also i really really liked the way they did the show with them introducing all the people behind the scenes uh who make the show go on broke down the fourth wall which gives a very you know, that was a very good of how the set and how the atmosphere of the uh of the show was they were it was very fun it was very you know mm-hmm. light-hearted yeah. being cool and abstract and it was it was all the things that most tv shows shoots aren't mm-hmm. you know they they were they were running they were running a very cool they're very popular they're successful but they were also just like they were on camera they were very much like that off camera yeah so you're saying that they were revealing more they were uh they were being more real instead of putting and and giving credit to those behind the scenes is that what i hear you saying well yeah i like i i, I love the idea that they took the time to and oh, at the holiday season to thank the people behind the scenes that make their success and make make it happen. And and by introducing them, they were accessible. They were very friendly. They were very humble. And it, I think that particular minute and a half at the end of the show showed that very well to the, to the world. And, and I was lucky enough to be part of that. That particular show wasn't just a, a kid walking in and walking out and having said, you know, giving getting an autograph album and saying, oh, I met the monkeys. This particular yeah. episode, I was an equal and I was a, I mean, I was a, I was almost like the fifth monkey for that particular episode. Uh, I was yeah. in almost every scene with them. It, was, it wasn't yeah. just a walk on. That's that's very cool. That's and you great. To you hear. played a brat in that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. How did that go? Oh, well, I, I played that fun? Uh, <laughs> uh, not so much. I wasn't so much a brat. I played brats before, you know, the yeah. I Jimmy Genie stuff. No, this mm-hmm. was more of a. Uh, this was more of a kid that was in a situation. You know, he was he was raised. It was it, he wasn't a bad kid. He was just uh, wise beyond his years, and he was a little calloused with the whole didn't really have a childhood going on type of thing. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, yeah, I, as a child, I, uh, I watched uh, The Monsters and also I Dream of Genie, Summertime, right? I turned it on Summertime. I, I, now, I, he was I, a brat. <laughs> <laughs> I probably remember it, but don't remember that that was you. That's so, that's so interesting. That was fun. And it's the fact that Larry Hagman was, you know, such a funny guy. And, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, Barbara Eden was a woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the sexiest Wait. girl, sexiest woman on television at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then Larry, um, the scenes that we had were, were very, very funny. And it was, a, it was, even though it was only, you know, I think I was only on camera about eight minutes, but it was, it was a good eight minutes. Yeah, that's great. I have to look for that. I'm going to look that up later. Called the title's called "My Master, the Author." My Master, <laughs> the Author. Okay. So at one point you. You were a musician, or maybe you still are. You played the bass, and there was a song. Well, let me put it this way. I, I owned the bass, and I owned the okay. amp. Okay. The, the being a musician, there that leaves a little bit of, uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of flexibility <laughs> in that statement. It's like having golf clubs in the, in the trunk of your car and saying you're a golfer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but there, there's a song that you did, which is interesting, called Whatever Happened to Eddie. Okay. Yes, I did do that, but I uh, that was we were the first unsigned act ever to be on MTV back oh, in okay. 1981. I believe it was uh, when Paola was all the name of the game. We went to New York without a record deal and actually got airplay. What from which the MTV brass started the show called the Basement Tapes, hmm. and mm -hmm. that was a show where people would mail in their their tapes. Oh, okay, I think I to um, MTV, much like mm -hmm. America's Funny Home Videos. And they would basically put on uh, musical acts that had a video camera and, and that had made a homemade video or a, mm -hmm. a non-professional non video. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So I really like I really like the fact that it helped a lot. of. I, that's one of my favorite things that we pulled off was the fact that, number one, unsigned acts on MTV was great. Number two, that they liked the idea enough to where they helped and they created and helped other people who were searching for representation to get a little notoriety, oh, yeah. and get a little exposure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we probably helped some a few people with that career. Uh, as a joke, I literally didn't have a bass. My producer was a much better bass player. He played on the track. My singer, my guitar player was a much better singer than me. So he sang, although we had similar voice qualities. Most people think it's me because I lip sing it very well. Okay. So I like to say that I was the original Munster Manili. <laughs> Munster okay. Manili. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And, and uh, MTV uh, was new then. I think VH1 came later. Yeah. Uh, but that's mm -hmm. this is in the beginnings of... Uh, a programming, not just the random videos that would be out but on music videos in uh, the late 70s, but uh, an actual programming uh, for videos, a, sh a, a channel for mm -hmm. videos. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed MTV when it first came on there before, you know, obviously it wasn't 24 hours music very long, but the early video production qualities are still some of my favorites. And I was really happy to be part of that. I mean, it wasn't the greatest video. It was fun. It was a one night. Mm -hmm. She did it very affordably. We utilized three locations and 25 extras. 
but we pulled it off and um and to this day i'm very proud of that We've only got a few more minutes left here. I think. Oh, yeah, 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I was reading it wrong there. Okay. Sorry about that. So I want to talk <laughs> about the uh, the vehicle or vehicles. you. I, I know you have a coach, Monsters Coach. Yeah, tell us about and that. And a Dragula. No, those aren't, those aren't originals, are they? Those no. Are, okay. No, the original, unfortunately, is in a museum down in Orlando, and it's in really bad shape, okay. unfortunately. But um, the ones that I have, the one that I have and the Dragula, the Dragula, that I was is a real accurate representation uh, of the original. The coach I have isn't, but I'm building another coach that is accurate. So yeah. come uh, next spring, uh, early summer, late spring, whatever that's going to be, I'll have uh, both cars at that time. The coach, will, the coach is in construction. The Dragula is almost done. Excellent, excellent. And will you will you have the coach with you next weekend? No, it's coming no. out. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm coming. Yeah, I'm coming in uh, from. Um, from Arkansas, so no. But although there, if, if if people wanted to go to a very cool place uh, in uh, in Mawa, uh, Mawa mm-hmm. is right on the border of New York and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. There's a yep. big. My, I'm a member of Dead Man's Curve, which is okay. speaking I've of surf music. We're having we're having Dean Torrance yeah. as our guest, the guy oh. that sang Dead Man's Curve. Oh, okay. Uh, but my club brother has the original Dragula, and he has the number three Munster Coach, oh, the last wow. Barris Bill. So if you like that kind of stuff, you can get over and see it right over there at the Wild Hot Rod Weekend for Labor Day. I've heard of that. I've been wanting to go to that. That's great that you're building a, a new one uh, and you'll be able to, you know, have it uh, not uh, not break down, you know, to have it all uh, redone. And so. Well, yeah, I've, got, I've, I've had a coach, the, the coach and dragon that I had for like about nine years, but the guy wanted my coach bad. He's just, he wouldn't let me build him another one. He had to have mine. So I decided that. <laughs> During the, during the process of him paying me off, I'll build, build another more accurate coach. So it's all going to work out for the yeah. best. Yeah. But come, mm-hmm. next, come next year, I'll have an accurate and an accurate coach, uh, just like the originals. And so is that something you'll be able to drive on the highway or? <laughs> not, the Dragon, no, Dragon is a, lot, it's a solid axle. It's, it's just set up for drag strips and stuff. Uh, okay. No suspension. The, the coach, yeah, the coach is very dependable. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't have them too often because it's not so much that the cars aren't dependable. I worry about somebody plowing into me because oh, they're yeah. always looking oh, for their cameras that would be awful. and they're always yeah. watching what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, and you're and you're distracting them at, at the time as well. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be distracted by that in the highlight. Yeah. Look, yeah. look at that. You have, you have a new venture we want to talk about called All Things Monsters, and I do. Yes. I travel around the country a lot, and I started a, a channel uh, right before the pandemic, Coach to Coast, spelled with a K, with a Munster Coach K, and Coast with a K. And I did the, mm-hmm. I think I had 17, 17 segments, which were doing really well, and then everything came to a screeching halt, like the rest of you know the country all went into yeah. you know whole lockdown. So when Rob Zombie announced the new movie, I thought instead of resurrecting Coach to Coast, maybe I'll just keep that on the side and I'll bring in coach to coach underneath a new umbrella that we call ATM all things monsters. Mm-hmm. And it's a YouTube channel that will uh, basically it's self-explanatory uh, behind me. We talk about the slot machines and we talk about the mm-hmm. pinball machine. We talk about my cars. We talk about Rob Zombie. We talk about George Barris, anything that has a monsters uh, logo attached to it or fans uh, are potentially um you know, uh, guests on the show or interesting stories. And I have mm-hmm. 52,000 members in the official Munsters fan group. So I'm looking forward to, yeah. to doing a hard launch with that uh, in the next week or two. We're sort of last August 2nd was my birthday. That was the kind of like the mini hard launch. And we revamped the site. Munsters.com is my website. Go to that. Mm-hmm. You can get to the store. And we have a lot of new merchandise. And I've been buying up a lot of great Munster collectibles. 
and uh, just trying to become a kind of a one-stop shopping place for information or scheduling or merch or whatever people uh, have on their mind regarding Munsters. I figured it was time to have a, um, a I guess, a Walmart of Munsters stuff. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about and being the here sl- Arkansas, slot machine. That's Walmart started. Yeah, <laughs> it about, is. I'm about two miles. I'm about two miles from the first Walmart store. Oh, excellent, excellent. Tell us about the Munster's slot machine uh, for our listeners. Right over his shoulder there is uh, – tell us about that That's piece. funny. That slot machine um, in 2001, IGT, International Community Technologies, the biggest maker of slot machines in the world, decided that they were looking for ways to get more activity out of their machines. And they wanted to see if TV shows would be a good grabber to draw in potential players. And they used the Munsters as their test show and became the yeah. most successful slot machine of all time. And <laughs> it's still 21 years later, it's hard to find. They're still in use occasionally, but for about 10 years, they were the go-to machines and there was always several of them in, uh, lined up in any casino. Obviously at that time, I did a lot of casino um, promotions and marketing and this and that. The, uh, the the lady actually won the number one Dragula at the Seminole Indian Casino. I believe she won it oh. in a Munster slot machine tournament. Really? That's so cool. Yeah. And then, the my, number, and then my. The original Dragula? My club brother. The original Dragula. No, that was the number three Dragula. Oh, okay. they, they tried to pass it off as the original. Okay. Then that wound up with a friend of mine, uh, Joel McGee. And then Joel, then I found it at Joel McGee's garage. And my guy in my car club bought it. And then when he bought number one, he let number three go and it just recently sold for $430,000 at Mika, <laughs> which made my Dragula double and my Dragula suddenly went, went up in value. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. How about Great that? Miraculously. So next time at the casino, we'll look for that, that slot right there. Yeah. Look and all the another thing is it's funny thing about those, those machines too, is I was walking by them one day and I noticed that there was a Munster's movie clip uh, when Herman goes, goody, 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 we're richer, richer, richer. I noticed it was from the TV show, mm-hmm. the movie, the, the theater version. And we didn't have any rights to the TV version, but the theater contracts are much different. So we, uh, we went out and we came to a, a little agreement with GT that there was a little bit of compensation coming uh, the way of Eddie, Marilyn and grandpa mm-hmm. back in 2005, we got a, a nice little um, perk. IGT for their okay. little full pot. Yeah. Good to note that. And I yeah. spotted it. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Did you get to keep anything from the Munster set when the show ended? No, just my memories. But I, the, okay. the, uh, the prop masters, when I, I was at Universal doing an Ironside, I think it was eight years later, seven years later, he uh, came up to me and handed me a bag and said, here, don't look inside of this until you get home. Put it in the tr- trunk car. And I did. I got home and I opened it up and it was the original Wolf of Doll. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's cool. nice to have people I've, thinking of you there. Got, are we on video right now or just audio? We're video too. But like I said, um, I don't use all the video. No, just just clips. Just uh, one clip of video. Uh, He's going to get right. it. This is, this, I was at a show, do a cross con up in, uh, oh. up in, uh, oh. up in uh, Orinda, Orinda, California. And a guy named Gary Sandrini made three of these. He made one for me, he made one for Mike Westmore, who was the original makeup man who created Woof Woof uh-huh. and made one for himself. He's a pretty good. I think I did a really good job for being oh, just yeah. a oh, you know, yeah. fan. That looks incredible. So <laughs> I've got three I got three different ones right now. I got this one and two others at various stages. So I'm all woofed up. Tell our listeners where 
they can see you you have any upcoming besides the pa horror you're going to be there mm-hmm. yeah on, uh, uh, saturday the, the 20th august yeah i've got uh i've got that and then i'll be at mad monster party in charlotte um north carolina uh the weekend after the last weekend of um of um august and then uh, you go to Munsters.com and my schedule is posted. And I really and I'll urge be very our... busy. Obviously, we got Halloween. The month of October becomes very busy, as you might yeah. expect. And then the the movie comes out the end of September, which will, will bring more attention to it. So I, I plan on having a really good end of summer from Labor Day through probably Thanksgiving. And uh, as always, we love meet fans and uh, we have a wonderful fan base monsters oh, yeah. just it's, it's really a unique wonderful crazy little situation that you know who would have thought take so, care it was great talking to you all right take care hey, bye. Guys, appreciate okay. it. All right. bye. Bye-bye. hey everybody jim here what a great interview to be able to interview someone that mike and i have grown up watching when we were a young age back in the 70s such a great show the monsters and butch is such a great guy So I urge everybody to go to Munsters.com, and there you can check out where Butch is going to be making personal appearances. You can say hi to Butch. He's a wonderful person to talk to. Also, if you go to the Munsters store, there are a ton of great items there. Uh, We have a video call that Butch will make. Uh, We have uh, his own brand of coffee, Deadly Grounds. Also personalized items and some unique items that Butch is selling in the store so monsters.com also i want to remind everybody that this is the last interview as jim and mike talk music in september our podcast name will change to no good music and that's with a k you can still find all the past podcasts but if you search jim and mike talk music we probably will not come up if you follow or subscribe it will just be a name change. So again, no good music. That's going to be the name of the podcast starting in September. We're going to have more interviews. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Today's interview was recorded on Zoom and at, did you say, seven studios in Washington, New Jersey. Go to the YouTube channel for exclusive video content. Exit music by the band 99%. Today's show was produced and edited by Jim Thatcher. You can find Jim and Mike Talk Music on Apple Music, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This song, Whatever Happened to Eddie by Eddie and the Monsters, used with permission from Butch Patrick. Good night, everybody!